Welcome to the podcast that transcends awareness into practice. In this season, entitled Harmony in Relationships, we will explore together the steps in the dance of relationship. Each episode builds on the one that preceded it. I present your question. Your question, I respond. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. today as uh, a guest with questions coming to us Um, and the episode you had some questions you listen to and you um, have you come with questions is the theme of trust yes yeah so after listening I had a few questions that came up And I would like to give a little bit of background of where I am in my life and how I related that episode to my life. So I'm currently engaged right now. And ideally, I do think I have a lot of trust in my relationship. And I do plan on having children one day. And I was actually telling one of my friends this. I said, I have, I want to have children. My fiance, he's really good with kids. He loves kids so much. But there's one thing that I don't really like when he plays with kids, he's throwing them up in the air, he's wrestling, their heads are on the floor. And anytime I see him play with his friend's kids, I'm in full panic mode. And I just think about every, every way the child can get hurt. And I'm like, stop it, stop it. We get into an argument. So when I think about having children with him, I think am I going to trust that he will take care of them, keep them safe when I'm not there? Are they going to wrestle not under my, my clock? So I was telling my friend this and her response was, oh, it sounds like you don't trust your future husband. So my initial reaction was, no, of course I trust him. He's not going to cheat on me. He's loyal to me. And in that moment, I realized that trust is not just cheating or infidelity, it goes so beyond that. And I started thinking about the other areas in our relationship that I'm thinking, I need to do this because he won't do it the way that I do it. And I started kind of mapping it out. And you touched upon that in the fir- in the episode that I listened to on trust, um, how there are different levels. So I guess my question about that is, In a relationship, if you don't fully trust on every level where I think I could do something better or he won't do it to my standards, how do you handle that? Do I take on those responsibilities? Do I learn to let go of those responsibilities? What do I do? Well, trust is impossible to be in every level. So let's start with that. Uh, Okay, that makes more sense. (laughs) Okay. In case I didn't mention it, <laughs> okay. because the examples you're, br- you're bringing actually are everyday examples. They are so common yeah. in people. So trust, when we talk about trust, um, we're talking about a basic, a basic trust in, um, in uh, um, 
that you feel safe, you feel um, basically, let's start with the basic, okay. safety. That's the most mm. important, physical and emotional safety. Mm -hmm. That's the basis <laughs> that has to be there. Now, what you are bringing up, it's, it's not about trust. It's about you have a different way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you are not going to wrestle with the children, throw them up in the air, but he does. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a different, so it's not about trust. It's about um, how do you set boundaries and reach an agreement mm -hmm. of doing things differently. Okay. Which is okay. very different than trust. Okay. Because you will trust your children with your with your husband, let's say. Yeah. But then there are certain activities <laughs> that you have a boundary mm -hmm. that you don't feel safe. And you see, it goes to safety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that touches where right there, you, it's not about yourself, it's about your child, that you don't feel their safety is guaranteed there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that is how it needs to be um, addressed. To mm. not a matter of of trusting you as a person, as my husband, but on the issue of how you handle the children. Either I mean, you have choices. Either when I'm around, I want to. If you want to wrestle or throw them, I I want to be here. <laughs> mm -hmm. But when I'm not here, that needs to decrease. Mm, okay, okay. Because I don't feel safe and I want to feel safe. You see, when you communicated on how it affects your vulnerability, it's very different than saying, I don't want you to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's very, very different because then <laughs> you create a, even more of a need to do it in secrecy from you. Yeah. And the lies start and the snaking start. But if you sit and talk how, why you don't like that, that it goes on that basic vulnerability, you have a better chance of, of, of your future husband yeah. hearing it yeah. and understanding it and yeah. respecting it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I think a lot of people will just say, don't do that. Like you said. Yeah without explaining it. And I, I have memories from childhood, my parents, before we go out to play with other friends or cousins, they would say, don't be wild, don't act wild. If, if Nick is acting wild, make sure you come upstairs and get us. So my sister and I were like, always just very um, not playing around and jumping around because of that. We were scared we'd get in trouble. And then also, we're scared that we would get hurt because our parents would say that. So I'm not used to that at all. I'm not. And it, it makes me feel unsafe. So that's yeah. when it started. Yeah. The level of safety, of physical safety, it, uh, it's very low. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess when it comes to infidelity then. Oh. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm jumping. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, oh that, that's <laughs> I'm a serious jump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm jumping. Well, just because you said safety and then I started thinking about infidelity because in my mind, I'm thinking emotionally safe, physically safe. What part of safety does that trigger? Like if somebody cheats on you, 
and then you feel you can't trust them you don't feel safe i guess that it would happen again that's the well that's betrayal betrayal okay now we are entering you know feeling betrayed but i i want to spend just a, a minute or two or maybe more than that yeah. <laughs> on on why would even infidelity happens okay i mean why does it happen because it starts with outside attraction and then it can the the infidelity it's the end result let's let's put it mm-hmm. so first of all outside attractions are are natural mm-hmm. normal i mean uh, you're walking down the street you see a very handsome man and you might double you know look twice and so does your fiance <laughs> uh, when it's in front of each other it can be a bit threatening um, but that's natural I just want to say that it's very natural because you see when you stop looking at all and you just walk straight and w- what does that say about you as a person as how do you carry your sensuality and your sexuality and your allowing yourself to be attracted because beauty is beauty <laughs> beauty is to be mm-hmm. noticed mm-hmm. right so it's a certain level that is purely natural to have a double look yeah then we enter the second level where you hear that let's say your partner um there was some Maybe they came and they told you, you know, usually it doesn't happen like that, of course. (laughs) You find out the other way, that there was some, um, it moved to an exchange of numbers, let's say, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a discussion. Let's talk about that, a a, a talk, a texting. What about flirting? Like flirting? Flirting, flirting also, it's, you see, flirting, when it stays there, right? It's, it's, it's part of, so let's say you get married and the married woman, the married man now, that self, the married self gets born, of course, because now you're married mm-hmm. and there are certain restrictions. I mean, there's <laughs> no way, two ways about it. Yeah. Um, and what happens to the single woman and the single man? <laughs> you see, it's a danger mm. when they get too locked up mm. for mm-hmm. too long yeah. and now they no longer allow themselves to go with their friends to flirt so maybe a lot of people will disagree but I think flirting where it doesn't lead to the, the yeah. first uh, next step, of course, would be exchange of numbers, I yeah, would think. Yeah. Okay, that it doesn't lead to that. It's just playful flirting. It's allowing the single person, the single man, the single woman to still be present in your life. Yeah, yeah. So you don't lose complete um, touch with them. So even that, it's natural. Mm-hmm. It's playful. It's fun. You see? Yeah, yeah. It's more difficult when it's not in front of you, of course. That <laughs> And that is a certain level of that you feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. So I have to add that mm-hmm. there. Okay? Now, the next step 
is the exchange. Yeah. Okay. That someone is um, is you find yourself and you admit to yourself you are attracted to someone else. The first question to ask is if you are a responsible person, if you want to own um, that uh, your attraction and you don't want to deny it even from yourself. So we're talking just work with yourself now. Okay. First, you have to admit, I am attracted to that. That's the first question is, why? How is that person opposite from my partner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's how outside attractions begin. Something that you like. So let's say your partner is is um, your fiance. Let's say your husband is is very very um, busy, uh, uh, works long hours, and then a neighbor works less hours, and he's like uh, working in the garden and uh, sitting with a glass of wine, and and you <laughs> see that image of a more available, relaxed person. And you get attracted to that. Yeah. So what what really you're attracted to is the energy of relaxing, of sitting mm-hmm. together. I missed just relaxing, taking it easy and spending relaxed time together instead of always having to be busy. Yeah, yeah. So usually the attractions happen. What are we missing in the house? What are we missing in, in, in the relationship? What are we missing with each other? And if we see it in someone else, immediately, immediately we get attracted. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't know that and they confuse it that now they're attracted to someone else. So the first question is, how is that opposite with what's happening with me and my partner, with me and the household, the relationship? That makes sense. Because... Every time I see couples that, or individuals that they have had affairs or are currently having affairs, my first question is, how is he, how is she completely opposite from your wife, from your husband? One way or another, they are opposite. Mm. And that is what is missing in the relationship. So in some ways, that's also when an affair, and then it moves, let's say, to an affair, it's is to look um, if, it's, if there's any chance for a relationship not to break up, is to learn from that mm-hmm. what is missing and to bring it and try to work it in the relationship. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess... Now, if that were to happen, and I hear this happening a lot, some people say, oh, now we need each other's passwords. We need to look into each other's phones to build back the trust. Do you agree with that? What do you think is too much? Now, you see, if it moved to a full-time affair where we're talking meetings and sexual encounters and ongoing emotional connections well first of all is there any energy left in the relationship yeah Uh, how long is this has been going on um 
And if the couple decides, if the, the, the partner that was betrayed decides to stay, then some serious work has to be done in terms of transparency. Yeah. Because the one that got betrayed, um, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big smash in their trust. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like a glass that breaks, and even if you put it together, you glue it together, you see where the glue has been. Yeah. You see? Um, so uh, if the couple, if that doesn't break the relation, again, what, and by the way, every, sing, every person that divorced, the next relationship, that next partner is the exact opposite personality mm, from the mm -hmm, previous. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, we go with the opposites, yeah. what was missed. Yeah. <clears throat> so if a couple decides to, they have enough love, they have enough love, and the love saves, saves them in some ways, and they want to try to make it, the person that was betrayed needs to have total... Um, um, uh, access, access to a lot of things and the person that betrayed uh, they have to put up with that they have to have total transparency mm -hmm. and it takes a long long time yeah usually the person that betrayed betrays doesn't understand that it's like but I, I'm not acting out anymore but how long oh my god they're still they're still, yeah. they need to see my phone. They, they need to see where I am. That's a big betrayal. Yeah. It goes very, very deep. It goes to the vulnerability of being abandoned. Okay. And that's quite a deep trauma. Yes, it is. So if you're planning to betray someone and then the other, you know, know that if you decide to work it out afterwards... It's going to take a long time. We're not yeah. talking weeks. We're not talking even months. Sometimes it takes years. That can take a lot of energy. That's why I said, if there's still any love left, that will help carry them. But if there's no love left, you see, because the trust now, the basic foundation has been shattered. Yeah. Love can kind of save you a bit until you build trust again. Mm, now, but if mm -hmm. the love already was gone, then I don't see yeah. how that can be saved. Yeah. I know for me, like if somebody betrays me, whether this or something else even, um, if I have an understanding of why, that really helps. So like you're saying how it could be the other person has something just opposite from you. I think a lot of us too think like, oh, that person looks better or that person is thinner. Like we, we go to the uh, more superficial reasons why uh, without realizing it's typically not. <laughs> it's typically not. It has to do with patterns. It has to do with the relationship. It's not because looks, <laughs> they don't last. I mean, the, the, the appearance attracts, but what holds is the interaction of the personalities, mm -hmm. love, trust, 
that those are the real building blocks cementing relationship yeah not looks yeah looks help yeah. looks <laughs> let's not uh, i'm not downplaying looks i mean that is what gets two people together to begin with yeah 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 but a lot of uh, of work a lot of time transparency patience therapy always work helps tremendously yeah. it really does because that means the couple now if we're talking about someone that um is has sexual addiction sex addiction or um um borderlines that then that person needs additional help for themselves that's different that's very different yeah. that's a form of addiction and they need mm. a lot of help okay long time it's, mm. it's long term mm. yeah yeah um you also mentioned too how sometimes past experience or traumas or being betrayed in the past with family or friends that could also interfere with trust well i'm so glad you brought that especially when a father mm. has cheated mm. the daughter daughters get seriously um, wounded with trust. It's mm. very, very difficult for daughters to trust men. If mm -hmm. their father, if they know that their father has been cheating, is painfully difficult. Wow. Yeah, it's very serious for daughters. Yeah. If the daughter finds out, um, you fathers out there, keep that in mind, it's, uh, it's, it traumatizes the daughter. Now, the son, the boys, they see it a bit different way. It, it, then it can go in either extreme sometimes. Hmm. They can see how much it hurt and they make a promise to themselves. Mm -hmm. They will never do that to another person, to their own child, let's say. Yeah. Or they get encouraged that... It's okay. And by the way, for the women too, I mean, the daughters, but also the women, let's not, uh, I want to point that out, that also the daughter can start cheating herself, yeah. <laughs> can think yeah. that this is the way to do it and that's the way it's done. But the betrayal through cheating is quite, it's much more profound hurt because you hit abandonment which is yeah. universal yeah. fear and universal pain. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. And and sometimes people say like, oh, it's not a big deal. It was just a, a sexual encounter or something. But no, well, for me at least, <laughs> that's why that makes sense, why it would feel so intense if that were to happen. Even thinking about it, it's like you feel it in your body. Wow. Yeah. And I actually know two people with that situation with their fathers who were cheating and both directions, actually. I know two people who went either way. That makes a lot of sense. Even with them being aware of it, um, they're aware of it, but they still continue in that pattern. Now, I want to mention something else. Lately, what I notice in my practice is people are more accepting of poly relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's very different. That's informing 
it's it's almost like a sexual orientation. Yeah. But that's very different because it's open. You inform each other that you are the core relationship, but you need to have other partners. Mm. And your partner knows when you see the other partner mm. and it's open for both parties. It's a struggle, don't get, but it's no betrayal, you see, mm. because it's open. Mm-hmm. Y- you just express that is what you need. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> your partner might agree or might not agree. And if they don't agree with that, then there's... I don't, you know, if it goes under, then it becomes affairs and it becomes, you know, a big problem. But I have been working with couples that are in open or poly relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Polyamorous. Do you think it's becoming more normalized? Yes. Okay. I really see it becoming more normalized and from both parties. But they keep the main their relationship as the main relationship, the core relationship. Yeah. And the other partners know that they are married. Yeah. So there's yeah. no secrets here. You see, it's the secrets that, and when you're found with a secret, that's what causes, because it's a shock to the system. That's when you feel betrayed. But if I tell you from the very beginning, this is what I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah. But you have to be honest with yourself if that is something that, you accept and you can carry. So in that type of situation, maybe it's not paired with abandonment? No, it's that, not. That Yeah. Because you know it. And there's there's no mistrust. You yeah. see, there's, there's so much trust, actually, that mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. if one of the <laughs> relationships involves it, it develops into something else. And again, we go back, if something is missing in this relationship, and is found there, and it strengthens there, then you have some danger. Yeah, yeah. But danger is there anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it brings us back to the need to feed the relationship, the mm. need to check with each other. Mm-hmm. Where are we at? Mm. What's happening? What are you mm-hmm. missing? Mm. What, what... What did you miss? Mm. That what are what are we doing that we don't want to be doing? What are we not doing that we want to do? That's a beautiful question that Hal Stone usually asked. I love that question. I yeah. don't think a lot of relationships do that. I know they need to. I know, and I think this generation um, is moving. Is I'm so happy to see that um, the new generation is moving to more open communications. I have to say, as a whole, people are more educated, are more um, honest, are more daring, (laughs) uh, daring to accept what is is natural in them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that you have to go poly to be natural. (laughs) I'm not saying that. But even within a relationship... Um, it's, it's a difference. I see yeah. a difference. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I do have a final question. I don't know if you're able to answer it, but you do mention how you can love someone in a relationship and not trust them, which I think we've all seen. 
can you trust someone and not love them? How would that look like? It really depends how you define and how you experience love. <laughs> I, I feel them so close for me. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have like a distinction, like a definition <laughs> uh, for either of them. But in my own experience, I'm, I'm going through the list. It's like everyone that I trust, I have love for. That's my experience. You see, I think trust is leaning into someone and knowing that they have your back. And in that, there's a closeness that develops automatically. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be love. Yeah, okay. It can be <laughs> closeness. It can be connection. And so when we talk about love, are you referring to romantic love? No, but I... Every type of every type of love. I think we just use that word too much, or I use that word too much. No, not only you, yeah. Bianca. The word love is misused and abused most of the time. The yeah. word love is just a word, actually. It became just a word. Because if we go deeper into that, love is everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just miss it. Yeah. I mean, this this unity of life is is how can you not love? But all the differences or all the judgments and all the resentments that build up come and corrode what is natural to happen. But I guess when I if I feel that closeness, I to me that's love. To you, and that's okay. fine. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> Who am I to say? That's not love. <laughs> I would be really a pretty bad person and therapist to say that. So if for you, whenever trust happens and, and closeness and connection happens, it moves into loving, that's fine. For mm -hmm. some people, they can trust and feel close, but not necessarily mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. So okay. I guess an answer to that, there's no answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> for some people it is, and for some people it's not. I just wanted to state that it's possible. Okay, yeah. Maybe it's not the usual, but it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do like to have, um, like, definitions of, like, what is love? What is trust? <laughs> like, I like to go by the book. I know there's no book on it, but... I guess your book. I follow your book. <laughs> actually, actually, there are too many books about love. Mm. And that's um, quite interesting because you cannot put it down in a book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not intellectual in any form. And you cannot read. You cannot understand. You cannot define you see it's one of those states of human being that it just is yeah yeah 
So thank you for coming. <laughs> this were uh, I mean it took us in two directions. Yeah. <laughs> Many. Uh, it was surprising and quite interesting for me. Thank you for yes. giving me the opportunity. Thank you. The next theme coming up is love. If you're interested in being on my podcast, please email me at awarenesssaxpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, yahara.